The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. This is a day of rest and a time to spend at least an hour with the Lord. That's not too much to ask. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Sunday, July 25th, 2021, the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1, and Sunday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. Today, St. Paul urges us to love one another with humility, gentleness, and patience. Patience is the one virtue that gives greatest assurance of our reaching holiness. Patience with ourselves leads to humility. When we nurture our heart with virtue, we can do great things. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that in social, economic, and political situations of conflict, we may be courageous and passionate architects of dialogue and friendship. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and to my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Two banquets were held in Galilee in the course of a single year. One was in the court of Herod, where John the Baptist had preached. It was one filled with servers, lush meats and sumptuous wines, fine hors d'oeuvres, and of course, lots of dancers and music and tambourines. The other, a banquet in the open air, served by our Lord himself, where people just sat on the ground as the seagulls circled in the air, squawking and hoping to get some of the crumbs from their visitors. Well, he had crossed the Sea of Galilee as a kind of subtle allusion to the Israelites crossing the Red Sea, headed by Moses. Now, Jesus, you are the new Moses in the new Exodus to give them a new manna, a kind of prelude to the bread of life. And John tells us that, like Moses, a multitude followed him because they saw the signs which he did on those who were diseased. The multitude followed you, Lord, because they needed you, and they much rather stay with you, listen to your words of wisdom, than doing anything else, however important those things might be. And I want to be here with you as well, sitting on the damp grass, feeling a few ants crawl up my side. And we, you know, we're here now with you because 
Your words are like a divine elixir that heals our our anxieties and uh, calms us of our inner upheavals. And your parables give us a sense of purpose and they help us to really examine ourselves. And it's, it's worthwhile going out of our way to follow you, to be with you, to listen to you, even if not in the best conditions. Isn't that what we're trying to do every time we click on 10 Minutes with Jesus? Don't let traffic distract you. Don't let all the things you have to do distract you. Don't even look at the notifications that chime in. You'll have time, plenty of time for that later. Now we listen to Jesus as he's on the field there, as the crowd has come. Probably many of them came uh, to Jerusalem because of the Passover. There were like 5,000 people. And I can imagine them pretty well lined up in rows, well organized. So Jesus asked Philip, where could we buy bread for all these people? So Philip glanced at, the, at this crowd and made a calculation in terms of finances. But Jesus didn't ask about money. He was asking about where the provisions could be obtained. And, of course, Philip could have said, well, look, you know, you, you raised the dead. I mean, can't you do that? Like, bread, uh, you know, producing bread is much easier, isn't it? Uh, he was trying to resolve the problem himself, right? But he didn't say that. He didn't, he didn't make that interjection. So, and even, well... Andrew chimed in when he saw a young boy with a wicker basket full of bread, and he too made his calculations. They said, well, that little basket is not enough for all these people. Now, that anonymous little boy was a symbol of all of us. How, how can we participate in your mission, Lord, if we have so little, if we lack qualities, if we lack real knowledge, if we have all these limitations? All we have are a few piece of bread in our life, you know, like, like not much, a few experiences maybe, eh? the things that maybe God has given us, but we should look at those things, eh? the basket case that we are, and realize that human calculations are never enough. Eh? They always seem to limit our perspective. As we look at ourselves, we cannot simply have a human perspective. Maybe, you know, maybe that has happened to you. When you're at home, the meal is warming and the stove uh, is ready and, you know, you've, you've got the, the, the main meal in the, in the stove and you're ready to serve the family. And then all of a sudden, an unexpected relative shows up, brings at the door and, uh, well, you, of course, invite him for, for supper. You love this relative. But uh, as you pass around the main dish uh, at supper, everybody is calculating without saying anything. They're just looking at it and making sure that there's enough to go around. And uh, we're always, uh, you know, ready, well, all are there are ready to go with a lesser portion as long as our guest feels at home. But of course, he too can calculate and he knows that we are going with a lesser dish or lesser portion. And though he might not say anything out of politeness, he deeply uh, appreciates the generosity and the courtesy, uh, the, the simple attitude of respect that it supposes. And he will come away enriched by our genuine hospitality. It reminds me of a story I heard about Prince George, the Duke of Cornwall, who later became King George V. And in 1901, he conducted the first royal tour of Canada since the death of Queen uh, Victoria. And he toured with his spouse, Mary, Duchess of Cornwall and York. She later became Queen Mary. And he met many people, he dedicated bridges and stuff like that. And a lot of these are still here. And 
I mean, I don't recall this, the details of this story, but at one point when they were touring southern Ontario with, with his entourage, uh, they had to stop for the night in a local res- rectory, and uh, it was a big occasion for the, for the cook, who got out her best silverware, her best china, and prepared a sumptuous meal at the large table in the rectory. And after the main course, with all these people there, this humble woman uh, from the village went around the table to, well, to pick up the guests, uh, the, pick up the plates of the guests. And when she came to the Duchess of Cornwall and, and York, she saw that she had left her fork properly and her knife on the plate. She had cleaned her plate and finished it and stuff. And then she said to her, you'll need that fork. You'll need that fork. So no doubt, I mean, she was doing what she could with the short notice. And the idea of having a fork exclusively uh, for dessert was not exactly within her purview. You know, I mean, it was a perfectly fine fork. So you just have to use it. It was made for the, used for the supper, but uh, why not just use it for the, for the pie, you know? But it is said that the Duchess was not at all insulted by this detail, but touched by the simple calculation of a lady doing her best. And it really made her appreciate the goodness of very ordinary people like this lady. And, uh, and of course, uh, the Lord himself, he made these ordinary pieces of bread and these few, few fish, he made them really multiply. And he had, had he been given money, had he been given human means, perhaps everybody would not have gotten their fill. Nature was to go as far as it could, and then God supplies the rest. And so he ordered that the fragments be gathered up so that nothing be wasted, just like that perfectly usable fork that the Duchess of Cornwall was asked to hold on to. She could have, she could have her apple pie with that fork. Who knows what Jesus could do with the extra baskets that were left over? He would have been, it would have been, uh, those baskets would have been the extra ones, uh, proof of the miracle, and, and surely been used uh, for the others that were not there present. That's why, you know, Fulton Sheen said that in the reckoning of men, there's always a deficit. In the arithmetic of God, there is always uh, a surplus. In the arithmetic of God. That's what, that's what we ask of you, Lord, today, to develop a kind of a logic, a divine logic, right? That's what we're invited to do. Eh? Meaning, we have to calculate things, taking into account God, taking into account God. I mean, Moses had pointed um, to him way back when he was in the, in the desert. Eh? And this miracle of the loaves and the fish means that the Lord Jesus uh, is really concerned about imbuing us with this divine logic. This is what St. Maria said uh, in The Way. He said, In your apostolic undertakings, you are right. It is your duty to consider what means the world can offer, i.e. 2 plus 2 equals 4. But don't forget ever that fortunately your calculations must include another term, God plus 2 plus 2. God plus 2 plus 2. And maybe this is Really, ultimately, what Jesus was trying to teach the apostles. Don't just think through too humanly, too naturally. That's good, we have to do that, but that's just the beginning. Likely, you'll find yourself with just a basket with a few loaves, and it can be discouraging. 
And, you know, something can happen, for example, we deal with a colleague that shows irritating def uh, defects or faults, or when a teenager, of one of your teenagers, shows still great immaturity, and we have to help them patiently. But always with an attitude of mercy, not indifference, seeking to nurture within ourselves a real trust in divine providence, when we see that it does work mysteriously uh, in our lives. And then, of course, finally, I mean, this miracle also is a prelude to the Eucharist, that divine food that he wants to feed us with, a food that, that brings God close to us, the living and divine presence hidden in the Eucharist. And if we were to see it merely as physical bread, of course, it, it wouldn't nourish us. It, it would just hardly be worth reverencing at all. And for a little child who is vulnerable and small, three meals a day is barely enough to keep him going. That's why he has to go to his mother for protection and for nourishment. And we can go to our mother too, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she will feed us with the food from heaven, the Eucharist, the Word of God, and that same divine logic that imbued her entire life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 13 past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio. It's Sunday, July 25th, 2021 the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin the liturgical day now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will, will proclaim, proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come then, let us bow down and worship bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Forty years I endured that generation. 
I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Alleluia! See how the cross of the Lord stands revealed as the tree of life. Happy indeed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor lingers in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of scorners, but whose delight is the law of the Lord, and who ponders his law day and night. He is like a tree that is planted beside the flowing waters, that yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves shall never fade, and all that he does shall prosper. Not so are the wicked, not so. For they, like winnowed chaff, shall be driven away by the wind. When the wicked are judged, they shall not stand, nor find room among those who are just. For the Lord guards the way of the just, but the way of the wicked leads to doom. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you are the fullness of life, of holiness, and of joy. Fill our days and nights with the love of your wisdom, that we may bear fruit in the beauty of holiness, like a tree watered by running streams. See how the cross of the Lord stands revealed as the tree of life. Here is a king of my own choosing, who will rule on Mount Zion. Why this tumult among nations, among peoples this useless murmuring? They arise, the kings of the earth. Princes plot against the Lord and his anointed. Come, let us break their fetters. Come, let us cast off their yoke. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord is laughing them to scorn. Then he will speak in his anger. His rage will strike them in terror. 
It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. Ask, and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron you will break them, shatter them like a potter's jar. Now, O kings, understand. Take warning, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with awe and trembling. Pay him your homage, lest he be angry and you perish, for suddenly his anger will blaze. Blessed are they who put their trust in God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, you gave the peoples of the world as the inheritance of your only Son. You crowned him as King of Zion, your holy city and gave him your church to be his bride. As he proclaims the law of your eternal kingdom, may we serve him faithfully, and so share his royal power forever. Here is a king of my own choosing, who will rule on Mount Zion. Lord, you are my protector. You have raised me up in glory. How many are my foes, O Lord? How many are rising up against me? How many are saying about me, There is no help for him in God? But you, Lord, are a shield about me, my glory who lift up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, he answers from his holy mountain. I lie down to rest and I sleep, I wake, for the Lord upholds me. I will not fear even thousands of people who are ranged on every side against me. Arise, Lord, save me, my God, you who strike all my foes on the mouth, you who break the teeth of the wicked. O Lord of salvation, bless your people. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, you heard the cry of your Son when he was oppressed and saved him from the sleep of death. Arise, Lord, help your church. Be its shield so that it may hold up its head 
and radiate the glory of the resurrection. Lord, you are my protector. You have raised me up in glory. May the word of Christ ever fill your hearts. Share with one another the wisdom you receive. A reading from the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. Make room for us in your hearts. We have injured no one. We have corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. I do not condemn you. I have already said that you are in our hearts, even to the sharing of death and life together. I speak to you with utter frankness and boast much about you. I am filled with consolation, and despite my many afflictions, my joy knows no bounds. When I arrived in Macedonia, I was restless and exhausted. I was under all kinds of stress, quarrels with others and fears within myself. But God, who gives heart to those who are low in spirit, gave me strength with the arrival of Titus. This he did, not only by his arrival, but by the reinforcement Titus had already received from you. For he reported your longing, your grief, and your ardent concern for me so that my joy is greater still. If I saddened you by my letter, I have no regrets. Or if I did feel some regret, because I understand that the letter caused you grief for a time, I am happy once again. Not because you were saddened, but because your sadness led to repentance. You were filled with a sorrow that came from God. Thus you did not suffer any loss from us. Indeed, sorrow for God's sake produces a repentance without regrets, leading to salvation, whereas worldly sorrow brings death. Just look at the fruit of this sorrow which stems from God, what a measure of holy zeal it has brought you, not to speak of readiness to defend yourselves. What indignation, fear, and longing. What ardent desire to restore the balance of justice. In every way you have displayed your innocence in this matter. Therefore my writing to you was not intended for the man who had given the offense or for the one offended, but to make plain in the sight of God the devotion you have for us. This done, we are comforted. Beyond this consolation, we have rejoiced even more at the joy of Titus, because his mind has been set at rest by all of you. For though I had boasted to him about you, I was not put to shame. Rather, just as everything I ever said to you was true, 
so my boasting to Titus has proved equally true. His heart embraces you with an expanding love as he recalls the obedience you showed to God when you received him in fear and trembling. I rejoice because I trust you utterly. The Word of the Lord The sorrow God sends us produces a repentance that leads to salvation. But worldly sorrow brings death. Our sorrow was used by God, and so we suffered no loss. But worldly sorrow brings death. A reading from a homily on the second letter to the Corinthians by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. Again Paul turns to speak of love, softening the harshness of his rebuke. For after convicting and reproaching them for not loving him as he had loved them, breaking away from his love and attaching themselves to troublemakers, he again takes the edge off the reproach by saying, Open your hearts to us, that is, love us. He asks for a favor, which will be no burden to them, but will be more profitable to the giver than to the receiver. And he did not use the word love, but said more appealingly, Open your hearts to us. Who, he said, has cast us from your minds, thrust us from your hearts? How is it that you feel constraint with us? For since he has said earlier, You are restricted in your own affection. He now declares himself more openly and says, Open your hearts to us, thus once more drawing them toward him. For nothing so much wins love as the knowledge that one's lover desires most of all to be himself loved. For I said before, he tells them, that you are in our hearts to die together or live together. This is love at its height. And even though in disfavor, he wishes both to die and to live with them. For you are in our hearts, not just somehow or other, but in the way I have said. It is possible to love and yet to draw back when danger threatens, but my love is not like that. I am filled with consolation. What consolation? That which comes from you because you, being changed for the better, have consoled me by what you have done. It is natural for a lover both to complain that he is not loved in return and to fear that he may cause distress by complaining too much. Therefore, he says, I am filled with consolation. I rejoice exceedingly. It is as if he said, I was much grieved on your account, but you have made it up for me in full measure and given me comfort. For you have not only removed the cause for any grief, but filled me with a richer joy. Then he shows the greatness of that joy by saying not only, I rejoice exceedingly, but also the words which follow, In all my tribulations. So great, he says, was the delight that you gave me, that it was not even dimmed by so much tribulation, but overcame by its strength and keenness all those sorrows which had invaded my heart, and took away from me all awareness of them. 
I performed among you works that prove my apostleship. In all patience with signs, wonders, and miracles, I will gladly spend myself and be spent for you. In all patience with signs, wonders, and miracles. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. But with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Praise your name forever. Keep us today, Lord, from 
Let us pray. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy, bestow in abundance your mercy upon us and grant that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio on the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, July 25th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, involves loaves and fishes from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a multitude followed him, because they saw the signs which he did on those who were diseased. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a multitude was coming to him, Jesus said to Philip, How are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? This he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and and two fish, but what are they among so many? Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down and numbered about five thousand. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign which he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We continue praying now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. As morning breaks, I look to you. 
strength this day. Alleluia. As morning breaks, I look to you, O God, to be my strength this day. Alleluia. O God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting, my body pines for you, like a dry weary land without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary, to see your strength and your glory. As morning breaks, I look to you, O God, to be my strength this day. Alleluia. For your love is better than life, my lips will speak your praise. So will I bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. As morning breaks, I look to you, O God. To be my strength this day. Alleluia. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night, for you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you, your right hand holds me fast. As morning breaks, I look to you, O God, to be my strength this day. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, Creator of unfailing light, Give that same light to those who call to you. May our lips praise you, our lives proclaim your goodness, our work give you honor, and our voices celebrate you forever. As morning breaks, I look to you, O God, to be my strength this day. Hallelujah. 
From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God, Alleluia. From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God. Alleluia. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. You heavens, bless the Lord. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God, Alleluia. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God, Alleluia. Let the earth bless the Lord, praise and exalt him above all forever. Mountains and hills bless the Lord, everything growing from the earth bless the Lord. You springs bless the Lord, seas and rivers bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God, Alleluia. O Israel, bless the Lord, Praise and exalt Him above all forever. 
Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Ananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God, Alleluia. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt him above all forever. Blessed are you, Lord, in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. From the midst of the flames, the three young men cried out with one voice, Blessed be God! Alleluia! Let the people of Zion rejoice in their King! Let the people of Zion rejoice in their King. Alleluia. Sing a new song to the Lord, His praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its Maker. Let Zion's sons exult in their King. Let them praise his name with dancing, and make music with timbrel and harp. Let the people of Zion rejoice in their King. Alleluia! For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory, shout for joy and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips, and a two-edged sword in their hand, to deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples, to bind their kings in chains, and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained. This honor is for all his faithful. Let the people of Zion rejoice in their king. Alleluia! Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, 
and will be forever. Amen. Let Israel rejoice in you, Lord, and acknowledge you as Creator and Redeemer. We put our trust in your faithfulness and proclaim the wonderful truths of salvation. May your loving kindness embrace us now and forever. Let the people of Zion rejoice in their King. Alleluia! A reading from the Book of Revelation I saw before me a huge crowd which no one could count, from every nation and race, people and tongue. They stood before the throne and the Lamb, dressed in long white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation is from our God, who is seated on the throne, and from the Lamb. All the angels who were standing around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures fell down before the throne to worship God. They said, Amen. Praise and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving and honor, power and might to our God forever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have Have mercy on us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. When those men saw the signs Jesus performed, they said, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophet he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. When those men saw the signs Jesus performed, they said, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Christ is the sun that never sets the true light that shines on every man. Let us call out to him in praise. Lord, you are our life and and our salvation. Creator of the stars, we thank you for your gift, the first rays of the dawn. And we commemorate your resurrection. Lord, you are our life and and our salvation. May your Holy Spirit teach us to do your will today. And may your wisdom guide us always. Lord, you are our life and our salvation. Each Sunday, give us the joy of gathering as your people. Around the table of your word and your body. Lord, you are our life and our salvation. From our hearts, we thank you. For your countless blessings. Lord, you are our life and our salvation. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy. Bestow in abundance your mercy upon us and grant that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. It's Sunday, and what a great opportunity it is to participate in the holy sacrifice of the Mass and receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Lord. 
The Sunday edition of Morning Air next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.